0: So we're working next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They can't get rid of me. No matter how much I bitch and complain, the amount of work that I do, the amount of projects, they can't get rid of me. Hmm. So they can suck it.
0: Dance, monkey, Dance.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John?
0: I feel like a child again. (laughs) Did you pee your pants? I didn't pee my pants. Well, maybe a little. (laughs) Um so I I saw a movie this week.
1: Like like in a movie theater?
0: Like in a movie theater.
1: Holy shit. When was the last time you went to a movie theater?
0: Honestly, I cannot remember. Nice. Uh, so it's the movie theater nearby, the Studio Movie Grill.
1: Oh, did you get like We're, dinner and a show? Uh,
0: no, because I went to the three o'clock show because it had the most seats available and I figured it would be pretty empty. Okay. And it was. All
1: right.
0: Um, but this is a theater that doesn't have a snack bar. You have to order everything at your seat. Really? Yes. <clears throat>
1: Wait, is this the big one at downtown?
0: No. Oh, no. This is at Margaritaville. Oh, okay. And it, it, I mean, it was it was a decent theater. It was ninety percent empty. Yeah. I had a great center of the house seat in my recliner <laughs> with my twenty dollars popcorn and soda.
1: Holy. shit
0: that they charged me 18% gratuity on.
1: Are you serious? Yep. And wait, what does what the three o'clock ticket cost? 11 bucks. Okay.
0: So, I mean, it was a 30 buck date with myself. <laughs> okay. But I would have rather do that than to go to a later showing with more people and, you know, you don't know what you're going to sit next to. Right. And, you know, so. Um, and how was, it was the right. Super
1: Mario Brothers movie?
0: Um, Chris Pratt's a genius. <laughs> and, you know, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of Jack Black.
1: Are you? Yeah, yeah. Got the Peaches song stuck in your head?
0: I got the video stuck in my head. <laughs> Him climbing on the piano. Yep. Uh, so yeah.
1: So I'm assuming that no. you and I saw the same movie. Okay. Uh, Which movie is that? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my God! It was so good.
1: <laughs> it, was it was so
0: much, good. It was much better than more the last one. than I expected. Yes. And that truly was the goodbye that the Star Wars sequel should have been.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, everything pretty much came full circle. There's, you know, there's somebody waiting in the wings to, to take over from Indy. Uh, the surprise at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I did really good avoiding spoilers.
1: So did I. I, I did so, not see any of the stuff online
0: beforehand. No, no. I I just really liked it. I know it's getting kind of mediocre revo- reviews it's not going to make a hundred million opening weekend. I,
1: I mean, here's, here's the thing. Like I tried to tell my kid this today cause we, we saw it this morning. Um, Oh wow. Okay. The, the people in the theater, she was probably the youngest person in the theater. Everybody yeah. else was my age or older. Yeah. And, she, she had made the comment that on Rotten Tomatoes, the um, the review score was way lower than the audience score. And I right. I tried to tell her, I was like, you can't look at reviews. You have to go in and right. make up your own mind. Some people are going to like this movie. Some people are going to hate it. And, right.
0: and you can't trust reviews anymore no. because you don't know who's being paid to post. Right. You don't know who's going to grudge.
1: Right. And it, some of it's going to be clickbait. Some of it's going to be genuine. But at the end of the day it's like you have to make up your mind if you're a fan of the franchise go see it and make up your own mind Mm -hmm. Um, yes it's much better than Crystal Skull Um, yep there I have a few nitpicks about some of the stuff in it but like for the most part it is a summer adventure popcorn film in the tradition of the original Raiders of the Lost Ark yep
0: yeah, it, I mean, it was so well done. I, I didn't like that Phoebe waller Bridger's character was kind of an asshole to start.
1: She's very wishy-washy. I guess we're gonna. Th- I guess we should say that there's gonna be spoilers in this podcast. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's tough. Well, it's tough. well, we're gonna talk. It's, about it's one. It, so.
0: it, it's Wednesday. What the hell are you waiting for? <laughs>
1: Um, um, it she very much Ed, reminded me of the dude in Crystal Skull that he's running around with that's like um, the triple agent double crossing like every time that something else comes up yeah you know what I mean like like I I thought it was going to be more of a straight up like partnership and it never seemed to go that way to the no. end
0: no no it didn't It didn't. But, I mean, I guess he kind of convinced her that there was more to life than just making money. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. We'll see what happens. Um, For the most part, I thought the CGI and the de-aging was really well done.
1: Yeah, there's a few moments where it's not great there's yeah there's one shot in particular it's when they get onto the top of the train in the beginning uh, yes that there, was it there is a close-up shot where it's like oh that's a rubber Indiana Jones yeah like like there's one or two shots where I was like that really doesn't work but that's within a 21 minute flashback I
0: know where 21 minutes of I I, I mean I I hate to say a gimmick, but it really is. And they went all in on it.
1: I mean, for the most part, every, well, well, I guess, no, I'm only thinking of, um, last crusade, but I mean, they've started on in the past before you get to like modern day indie, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt, one of the things that I felt was that in this movie, it pays homage to almost every single single Indiana Jones movie. There's something a little bit from each one. And starting in the past was very much last crusade. um, With the idea that Indy's at his best when he's fighting Nazis. Right. And they found a way to do that in 1969.
0: Yes and they tied it into the space race yeah. and it, it, yeah.
1: Yep. It's a very I, well I think thought they, out movie.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I loved the chase scene in Marrakesh on the tuk tucks. Okay. See, I, um, I felt
1: that that went on for a little bit too long. Uh,
0: it did feel long. Well, then what did you think about him on horseback towards the end? You, you in mean, the in New York City.
1: That, that well, that didn't feel as long to me as the tuk-tuk chase. Because then, okay. then there's an entire coda to that where the tuk-tuk breaks down and they have this huge conversation while he's fixing it. That yes. I was like, okay, we've been on this for a little bit too long. And okay. they get to the next destination before the Nazis. Like, yes. And the Nazis have like government support um, and like resources and stuff. So there was, there was a couple of times I was like, well, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. My biggest gripe of the whole thing is uh-huh. he leaves America because he's wanted for murder. Like he gets set up, the Dean and another person are murdered. They're blaming him on the news. At the very end, he wakes up and everything's okay. There's no, there's nothing. There there could have been a line where Indy goes, why am I back in my apartment? I'm wanted for murder. And there be a line of dialogue that said the authorities have worked that all out. Don't worry about it. But like, I know where they're wanting to go with the end. So they're, they're just kind of dismissing a lot of it, but it felt a little weird because the entire time they're like, he's wanted for murder. He's the guy that killed those people. And then at the end, it's just like, Hey, happy ending. So,
0: well, uh, that didn't bother me so much because it was kind of like, well, you know, they, they, you know they they defeated the Nazis obviously there was some kind of wrap up to that that we didn't necessarily need to see well I mean it was a long movie yeah. so I kind of felt it was the right choice okay it's like I I didn't need him to recap anything else
1: okay I, I fair enough
0: nope. although I did almost think that um Phoebe Waller-Bridge had used the dial of destiny to bring Marion back. Okay. For like a split second, and it's only because of that stupid movie I watched last week <laughs> with, uh, uh, what's his name? Is it Bill Pullman?
1: Jeff Bridges. No, not Jeff Bridges. Um, not
0: Jeff Bridges. Um, um, the time travel thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know what you're
0: talking about because at the end he's got the device from the future and he brings back his dead wife. And so I guess that was kind of in the back of my head when I, when I first saw it. And then, and then I kind of real, when she walked in.
1: Yeah. I've, I you i did not want there to be the thing of he's, he's on the boat and he's telling the story about how Mutt was killed in the military. Right. And how that drove the family apart and I was really hoping that this wasn't going to be a thing of using the dial to fix his family. Right. Right. And I, I think in a, in a different universe where Shia LaBeouf doesn't shit all over the last movie in public. Right. There's a spot for him in this.
0: There would have been.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, like they, they totally would have been like, you know in in a different version of this um Indy and Marion are getting divorced and Mutt wants nothing to do with them and that's all they say and then at the end when things get kind of put back together Mutt is there with his mother Mm -hmm. you know in support or whatever but you know he totally fucked this so his character dies off screen and okay right that's fine
0: it's like there you go (laughs) see you later enjoy your career
1: <laughs> did you did you feel like Indy was gonna stay in the past
0: no because I felt it was right out of um last Crusade okay when his father's got the gunshot wound and he's getting the uh the water from the from the cup of Christ and I thought because in that I thought that that the father and for some reason i had totally forgotten but i thought the father was going to stay and replace the grail knight okay so this kind of felt like it was the same kind of thing it's like he's you know he's achieved everything he wanted which is what happened to henry senior he found the grail right and you know he was kind of ready to go yeah okay i i've had a damn good life. I'm going to stay here in Greece and, you know, chill for a few years until this, you know, bullet wound kills me.
1: <laughs> there was there was definitely a thought in my head though because when they find Archimedes' tomb, he's wearing the watch. Yes. And there was something made of um when the kid that's running around with him steals the watch off his wrist and he makes, mm-hmm. he makes the comment that that was his father's watch. Right. And you don't really see him put it on. I was, when they showed the watch in the tomb, I was like, and he's going to travel back in time. And that's him in the, in, in the tomb.
0: Oh, see, I didn't get that at all. And
1: so I kept feeling like, especially when they were, they were back in time and, he was wanting to stay I was like okay so he's he's fulfilling that like that prophecy of him being like him handing it to himself in the future Um, right but then very quickly when um, when Archimedes takes the watch off of the Mad Mickelson's wrist I was like oh okay that's where he got that from
0: right Yeah, I didn't even think that it would that it would have been Indy's watch. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, that makes perfect sense. That 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 you would think that.
1: And you know, I really wish because he makes the comment at that point where um, he tells, um, what's her name, that he studied this battle, Helena. Helena, that he studied the battle all of his life. Right. And like, this is where he wants to be. And I, and
0: how come we haven't heard that before now? I I
1: really wish (laughs) that that had been what he was talking about in Raiders. Like when he was, when he was in his class at Raiders, if they had been talking about the siege of Syracuse.
0: Oh, right.
1: That would have been full circle with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I would have been like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the first time we're kind of hearing about it and, nobody's thinking that far ahead or whatever but I just think that that would have been cool if that's where that would have come from
0: I was a little confused by the Nazis and the black woman who was his handler and who exactly she worked for because you know the the two guys with Voller were you know randomly shooting people. Right. It's like but but if you work for the government, wouldn't you have tried to stop that or because of his value to the space program were you told to look the other way.
1: I know I think that's it. I think she works for the CIA and they're right. they're kind of the the guys Boyd Boyd Holbrook, I think is his name, the guy with mm-hmm. the mustache. I think yes. him and like gigantor Nazi, whatever the fuck his name was um yeah i think they were working for mads mickelson i think like he was they weren't part of the government and since he's such a right uh, since he's such a high value target to nasa they cia was just kind of letting it go because they okay. didn't know what was going on On the other side And then like she gets betrayed And like they get thrown out of helicopters and shit Right Um, But yeah I mean For all the nitpicks Yeah It is what I wanted to see out of an Indiana Jones film
0: Yeah it was It was the perfect send off for this character
1: And I really hope it stops here I don't think this works. The entire
0: Indiana Jones future spin-offs.
1: I don't want there to be spin-offs.
0: You want this to be it.
1: I want this to be it. The
0: the perfect perfect ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I don't want I don't want there to be like Helena's adventures um you know we joked around about a short a short round film or whatever, mm-hmm. but I really don't want that either. I really would just like this to be it. And like, sure. Part three, they wrote off into the sunset. And I thought that that was a great way. That to was end it. it. And then like this one closes in on the hat and then him grabbing the hat off the line. And I was like, okay, that's, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't need to go anywhere else. It really doesn't. I did have for a half a second when he talks about having an old friend in Greece that's a diver. Uh-huh. I really wanted that to be short round. Oh, okay. Like we don't know Antonio Venderos's character. So No. It doesn't m- give like I don't I didn't want short round to die, which ultimately right. what happens to that other character. But they could have made it so he doesn't die. He could have gotten away with them and then parted ways later on. Um, right. But it would have been cool for, Hey, I've got, I've got an old friend who goes, I go back a long ways with, and like he can get us there and it be short round just to include him. I mean, cause it's been three movies without any mention of them.
0: Yeah. yeah there's like not even like a photo on his desk or you know like there there was of Marion and then in the last crusade where there's a picture of Willie Scott on his desk mm-hmm. so yeah there's I mean this kid who he obviously had some sort of relationship with they were partners of some sort
1: yeah uh, he's just gone
0: just kind of vanishes yep. yeah yeah
1: the other okay I the loved- other the other thing that I, that bothered me was they didn't do the paramount logo into a same shaped object uh huh that they've done for every other indiana jones film hmm. they did the lucas film into the lock which doesn't have enough has like the same weight for me okay cuz it's always been whatever that the paramount logo into whatever starts the movie and they could have done the paramount logo into the like watchtower thing that explodes okay and they didn't and i was just like huh okay which is fine i mean it doesn't have to be all the same but it would feel more cohesive if they had done that okay I
0: I liked the scene in Marrakesh at the auction. Yeah. Where he he's surrounded and he you know, he pulls out his whip and he's got some luck with it and then (laughs) they all pull guns on him. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of the opposite of the Cairo swordsman in the street after Marion's been kidnapped.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so well done. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. there's so many, like, Easter eggs and callbacks. You got a bug tunnel. He talks about the black death of Kali. Oh. Like, that scene when he's hanging right. off the, the thing, and he's uh-huh. she's like, why aren't you moving? And he's like, because I got, like, a plate in my leg and screws in the other. And, and Right. I've been shot nine times. Like, you've got to give me a second. Like I thought, that was right. Really well done, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything I wanted in in an in Indiana Jones film.
0: Yeah, I mean the 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 scenes with Sala were great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and he's like, I brought my passport too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's ready to go. But I was I did kind of want the kid to, either. I wasn't, but based on the posters, I thought he was the black woman's kid. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he, I thought, and I guess rightly so, he was the new short round. Right. But I thought for, for some reason he was, well, okay. Old white guy. It's <laughs> like, oh, there's there's another colored person. <laughs> Um, which I was wrong about I yeah. realize that <laughs> I've done some searching um, but yeah it, I, I, oh my god it was just such a great movie I will I will watch it again and again I don't know if I will go to the theater again to watch it um, no
1: it's very, because this, very this, re- rewatchable
0: yeah, yeah, and the theater I was in wasn't a, you know, a big IMAX widescreen, blah, 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 you right. know, it was just kind of B-flat movie theater for 11 bucks. <laughs> so, I, I kind of think I'd want to see it on IMAX.
1: Okay.
0: Just to see the difference. Okay.
1: You know, and what I think what? makes this better... Oh than the previous installment um, is I feel like it's got a better villain. I okay. F- I feel like Mads Mickelson, not not to take anything away from Kate Blanchett, because I think she did great with what she was given. Mm-hmm. But it was a very two-dimensional villain. It was, yeah. uh, you know, the Russian he's now fighting the Russians and it's a very stereotypical Russian sounding character or whatever who's only after one thing and this was I don't know Mads Mikkelsen made it made his character more three dimensional of like being a scientist but having this goal and then on top of that like getting back to 1939 in order to take over the Third Reich um, th- it was more of an onionish character. There were more layers to him than Cape Blanchett had given to hers, and I think, sure. like in Indiana Jones villains, like Belloc is a very multi-layered char- uh, villain. Um, you know, Mads Mickelson is a very layered character, and then in the other ones, you know, Donovan is okay. Um, yeah. But they play him as like good guy, bad guy. You didn't know he was a bad guy at first type thing. Sure. Where you know that Mads Mickelson is bad from the beginning, but you just don't know what the plan is and how he survived falling off the train. I'll never know, but <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. I
0: know. Right. You thought like that took his head off, but
1: there, there was a split second though, where um, he, he says to Indiana Jones, have I met you before? All right, and I, for a second I was like has, is he traveling back in time later on and that's like we're catching up to him at that point point. Mm-hmm. and no he just gets knocked off the train and I guess just doesn't remember Indiana Jones sure but yeah I mean I, I really liked his character the Boyd Holbrook yeah. was a give or take for me
0: Yeah, I was kind of confused on their relationship because I kind of thought that they were part of Voller's handlers. Right. Um, Because in the first, the scene with Holbrook and everybody in the uh, hotel room, he's reading a, like a beginner's guide to German. Right. So it's like, oh, well, he's probably trying to learn German to talk, you know, to Voller or to hear, you know. Right hear something that may be hidden um but then to find out he's one of the Nazis it's like
1: oh okay <laughs> yeah it, it was it was super well done like
0: yeah. everything about I it. mean the 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 whole where does it hurt yep. oh my gosh that was so well done
1: yep just big callbacks to everything
0: yep Yeah, I mean, I, just well done. Yeah. I know, you know, people are—they're going to be detractors. Everybody's got an opinion, especially online where nobody can see you. Right. But for me, it it brought back my my childhood, and it just wrapped them up. It put a it put a bow on it. It said it had it had an ending that I really enjoyed. Yep. And uh, I'm satisfied.
1: Yep and that's all you can ask you know, for
0: these days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes with the box office. Yeah. But I I you know, with other movies tanking so badly like The Flash, it's like maybe these big um milestone kind of movies are not going to perform the way they did in the 80s when you know we were young
1: well and I think I think um, you know you have you have a certain sect of the population that still has not returned to the movie theater Um, right being that you know, inflation and whatever, there are people that can't take their family out to the movies for something like this. And I right. think when they're bitching about the box office, like ticket prices and on top of food. So you said it was 30 bucks just for you. Yeah. So family of five, like my when my dad used to take us to the Indiana Jones films when I was a kid. You know, there were four of us going with popcorn, with candy. You can't do that now for under like a hundred bucks. Right. So I think a lot of people are like, well, it's just going to be online. We're paying for Disney plus anyway. So if we wait a couple of months, it's just going to be on there. Right. And I think that's people's mindset now. It's like, why should I go do that when, you know, it's going to be online and Two months, and I think that spectacle of being on the big screen, you know, isn't a thing anymore because you have sixty-inch television screens now.
0: Right, right.
1: And it's and only you can it's, watch. It's the older crowd that grew up on Indiana yep. Jones that are out there in the theaters watching. Right. When I bought tickets. Friday night I was like we should go to we should go to um, Indiana Jones on Sunday morning like I pulled it up and there were no tickets sold for like any of the shows on Sunday yeah and I was like okay so when I bought mine like we were the only ones in the row starting and then like people trickled in into the same role and they were all all either my age or older and I was like this is the crowd that's going to come see this Sure. and they're going to get hammered because they're not going to make enough money. Um, moving forward, and people are going to say this is a flop. But this is the audience, right? You know, this movie it- shouldn't have had a showing every half hour, right? Like this is one that's five shows in a day. You get one of those five shows, and you know the theater's packed. Sure. But they're going to look at it as this played on this many screens and only made this much money. And it's like, well, you can't do that Mm -hmm. for a movie that's only playing for a certain crowd. Like, there's no there's no young kids going like we should go see Indiana Jones.
0: No, because they don't know the character. Right. And if they did see Crystal Skull, they're like, what is this? (laughs) This is lame. Yep.
1: Which harkens back to movies that were. 15 20 years before that right like right this was made for a very specific audience and i think that audience went to go see it
0: sure and it's kind of telling that crystal skull had an opening of over 100 million so that's probably what the analysts were predicting for this film right but i think first of all they they botched Last Chris, Crystal Skulls so badly that I think it turned a lot of people off. Kind of in the same way that the sequels have turned people away from Star Wars. Yeah. It's like, if you had made a movie for the fans, it would have been more successful than you trying to create new characters and extend the franchise. Yeah. But... The only way you're making money these days Is you keep throwing frickin' franchises Out there You know, there aren't tentpole movies That stand on their own anymore It's, you know, oh, we're, you know Indiana Jones 5 And Star Wars 9 And, you know, it's It's a moneymaker It has nothing to do with art. It has nothing to do with pleasing the audiences It's how much money can we make out of it
1: Right. And but I do feel though that the filmmakers of this, I think Harrison Ford and James Mangold, I I don't know if you saw Wolverine. What no, Logan.
0: Logan, I didn't see Logan. The
1: last one. James Mangold directed that as well. And he was okay. able to take a beloved character and close out their story. And I okay. think that's what they were banking on with this. I think he had done it in the past and, you know, they saw what he did with this and now they're giving him a Star Wars film. Um, right. And I I think his is... Is his the Grand Republic one?
0: Because uh, I don't think it's I think the right so.
1: one. No. So, but, I mean, James Mangold, to his credit took a beloved character in Indiana Jones and closed it out to the point where you and I are very happy with the outcome. Yeah. And I'm like, I think him and and Harrison Ford and I think Lucas was still an executive producer on this. Mm -hmm. I think they got together in the early stages and was like, what do we do for the fans? Right. They're going to make this movie. They want to make this movie. They're going to give us the money. This is the last one. So it's not like they can be... A, they they can't, like, threaten you with not making another one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they sat down and, like, Harrison Ford has talked about, this is what he wanted to give to the fans. Right. And I think it shows. I think everything about this, um, everything about the character, where he's come and to where he's been, all of it is a journey of a character that's beloved by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like that's all he was trying to do was make something for those people. And he did. And the, the, the old school fans, the ones that grew up with all these movies are going to go see it. And whatever that box office is, I think they're talking about like a $60 million weekend would have been gigantic Uh. in the eighties.
0: Oh, hell yeah. What, I mean in Raiders of the Lost Dark only made eight million. Okay. On opening.
1: So yeah, it's it's uh, it's very much like you look at that and you're like Well this would have been huge and the fans back then are the ones that are showing up that gave you that sixty million.
0: Oh well, definitely. And those are people who don't routinely go to the movies anymore. No. I mean, I don't. So the fact that it made that much on 4,600 screens, I think is, a, you know, it it's telling.
1: And I definitely think like, like collectors like you and me that will sit there and be like, well, I kind of want, I kind of want the Blu-ray in my collection um, you know they they're not really they're I guess Hasbro is doing some toys for this. Um, they are so like the old school collectors will be collecting those. Um, mm-hmm. you know I want to print a Dial of Destiny now. Like there's <laughs> there's definitely things that you look at and you're like, the old school people are gonna want this, and. Disney and Lucasfilm need to understand that they got through to their audience. It's just not as big an audience as everything else. Right.
0: Although, I do want the grumpy Indian in his underwear action figure.
1: <laughs> do you, how do you think they talked him into that?
0: I, I don't know. It was very funny. I mean, sixty million dollars is a lot of money. That's a damn lot of money. Yep, that's a damn lot of money. I mean, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse got uh, another eleven million this week, so they're up to almost three hundred forty billion. No, million. billion? No, million, million. Billion. Million.
1: Um, <laughs> that's a lot of money for a movie. Um, but look oh. at those. Look at those two audiences right into the spider across the spider verse as little kids who watch right. the first one and love spider-man and it's an animated film and whole families are going to see that in a matinee or whatever and that's just not happening with indiana jones
0: no and if you look at the top five for the last week I right, so spider-man across the spider-verse mm-hmm. elemental no hard feelings transformers rise of the beasts uh and ruby gilman teenage kraken which only made five million i don't see people bitching about that jeez so i don't know i mean i i think the the brand has come full circle and it's time to put it away
1: yes and this was, this was their swan song, and I think they know
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. You know, Hollywood Reporter had a had a headline: uh, "Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny" cursed with sixty million dollar domestic opening. <laughs> it's like how can you say that's a bad opening it's not and overseas it was about 70 million so that's 130 million dollars in three days and it's only going to grow and then it's going to push subscribers to Disney Plus and then there are going to be reissue. I hope there's a making of I really hope there's a behind the scenes on this
1: I would think so. Yeah, I think I think probably what they're 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 looking at as doomed is the fact that it's it's reported that their budget was two hundred and fifty million dollars. So
0: okay, and you made almost half. You made almost no more than half of that in your first three days right. of release.
1: Right, but if you don't make back seventy five percent, it's a failure sure because it's 250 well, million or 300 million depending on who you look at and then they spend right a half half of the budget on marketing so it's 450 thousand dollars 400 okay 450 million dollars all in for that off of a 60 million dollar earning
0: okay I
1: uh, Chances are it won't make its budget back, but I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks that they were going to. Sure. Because there's not fucking superheroes in it.
0: That's for sure.
1: You know, that's the only time that they fucking make those types of, um, you know, and that's
0: because of the hype behind it. Yep it's not because of the movies because how many of these Marvel blockbusters have been financial successes but they've kind of been like why did we make a Black Widow movie Do we really need that
1: oh no definitely there are definitely those films where you're like oh that's fucking terrible right yeah I just I don't know I don't know. I'm glad that they uh, that they made it. I'm glad that it's way better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right? You know, it's all that I could ask for at that point.
0: Now, well, you know that there was a a different sequel plan for Indiana Jones. Five. Well, actually, it would have been Indiana Jones 4.
1: Was that the Atlantic Which is
0: Indy. No, that's Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. Oh. Which is kind of another action adventure teamed up with a haunted house story okay. by Chris Columbus. Oh. You know, who wrote Mrs. Doubtfire and Home Alone and uh, He Sorcerer's f- Stone, Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potters, yep. Yep. I mean, he he worked on Goonies. He worked on Young Sherlock Holmes. He, I mean, it's and you can find this online. If you search Indiana Jones and the Monkey King, you can find the script. Was, and I have not read it yet, but I have it in front of me.
1: Was this the one that? Lucas went to Spielberg with this idea and they didn't want to do a haunted house because of um Polter, poltergeist?
0: poltergeist probably.
1: Okay. And so we got fucking aliens instead. Yeah. I mean, I do think that Indiana Jones is at his best fighting Nazis. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very well documented that Hitler was actually like an occult nut that he was looking for supernatural ways to win. Um, so the things that have always been presented besides, you know, temple of doom and crystal skull. Right. Have always worked well together because of, Hitler's fascination with the occult. Right. And so like I I'll give credit to the, the script writers for doing the kind of bait and switch of what the MacGuffin is in the beginning. Where it mm-hmm. goes from the spear of Langinus to the dial of destiny. Yep. Um you know, and because there have been movies, I think the the Spear of Langinus is in like Hellboy. And yeah, I think it's been in Constantine.
0: Probably. So, it's been I in mean, it's for a very, whole bunch of things. Right. And it's it's uh, you know, it's it's right up there with the Holy Grail in that it has a direct a direct connection to Jesus. It was the 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 spear that the Roman guard jabbed Jesus with when he was hanging on the cross
1: and then the blood so was caught by the cup.
0: Right, right.
1: Right, so it definitely plays into like past movies and stuff, right, um, but yeah, i mean i I like the fact that, like with everything going on, and like what after Raiders and before last Crusade, and no, well, see, I don't, I guess it was after last crusade, um you know, there's more adventures where India is fighting Nazis. Right. And that spills over because then there's this gap where then you get aliens and then more Nazis. And so I guess it's like every other film is a Nazi story, which is weird. Yeah. Um, cool. But it's also weird to me that like Indiana Jones has seen the Ark of the Covenant he's seen somebody get their heart ripped out. He's held the cup of Christ and he's met aliens and his, he's still skeptical of it all that he's, he still has that mentality of like, look, I've seen some things, but I can't explain that. And so like, right. it's, it's very cool that he has kept that throughout because it, it, they could have just turned around and been like, oh yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff and like, this is nothing new. Like I totally believe in time travel where he's just like, well, I mean, I've seen some shit and right, you you know, but I don't know what that means. And then he winds up in the very place that he's always wanted to visit or whatever meeting, um, Archimedes, Mm -hmm. you know, again would have been cool if that was in Raiders, but whatever. Um, And then like, there's a, there's a happily ever after for him. Right. So, yeah, I'm, um, I judge a lot of movies on rewatchability. Um, Mm -hmm. I can, I can look at a movie and say, that's, that's a really well-made movie. That's great. Wonderful visuals. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. And then I've seen mediocre movies where I'm like, that's fucking awesome because I, I love this scene. Um, and this is definitely like going to go into the rotation of we should watch an Indiana Jones film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what do you want to watch? Do you want to watch Raiders? Do you want to watch dial of destiny? Like that's going to be one of those things. Um, And like as a almost 50 year old man, like this was exactly what I was hoping for. And I'm super jazzed.
0: I agree. <laughs> so yeah. So should it was we... worth braving, braving a, a theater again.
1: Yeah. Did, did, and your experience was okay. Did you? Did you wear a mask? Yeah,
0: it was great. No, I didn't wear a mask. Okay. I mean, there were. I was dead center and there was another couple all the way on the end to the left. Okay. And there was another couple one row ahead of me all the way on the end on the right. And it, yeah, there were not many people. If there were 50 people, I'd be surprised.
1: Yeah. There was, there was only about 20 people in mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so did you have to like push a little button to get your popcorn? Like how did they know that you wanted popcorn? Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. You it's got this uh tray table. Okay. That kinda of, that swings out. Okay. And there's a there's a button on it. Oh. And there's people standing there with um, you know, iPhone ordering devices <laughs> looking around to see if the buttons lit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they get a ping that the button has been lit, but it seemed like they were standing there looking.
1: And do they stand there for the lit. whole movie?
0: Uh, well, they go back and forth, you know, getting orders. Right. But, but I yeah, mean,
1: I mean, if if 10 minutes from the end of the movie, you wanted to order more popcorn, could have, could you? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Those are the people that are reciting movies like in their sleep because they're in there for all those showings (laughs) right what if it's a terrible film and you got to like stand there for them yeah that's weird that's that's funny I've never heard of a movie theater with no
0: concession stand but it has a bar. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's part of the new wave of movie going. You make a whole night out of it. And...
1: Okay. Dinner and a movie all in it. one place.
0: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've done that before. Yeah. I mean, when I when I saw Deathly Hallows 1 in Germany, it's like I ordered food and it took a while to come. And by the time it came, we were ready to go into the theater. So I'd say, all right, I'm going to take this with me. <laughs> and my, my burger and fries.
1: <laughs> we used to have a theater like that here where you could get like burgers and stuff in the theater, like it brought to you. Um, but nobody supported that one and it closed. Mm. It's not a very big market, though, so. I could see it like but I remember being down in Orlando for work and going to see a movie. And being it was at downtown being perplexed by the concession stand. Because like you ordered in one spot, but then you had to like walk around to go pick it up instead of like just getting it from one person. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know if you've had that experience.
0: Mm, I don't think so. No. No. I mean, it's, I, I, I honestly do not remember the last time I saw a movie <laughs> in the theater. Right. Well, Okay. I don't know. Does a theater on a cruise ship count?
1: Mm.
0: It's not the same not the same thing.
1: No, it's not. No.
0: So there you have it. I haven't been into a movie theater in quite some time.
1: I mean I will I will tell you I do not miss the days of um waiting in line to get seats. Like back in the day, like uh, like, do you buy tickets for the six thirty show and you get there at like oh you know six and then you got to wait for the theater to open and then you're it's like a mad Mm -hmm. dash for for seats. Yep. Like I'm totally with the modern buy your your seat online, pick the seat, it's there no matter what. Right. Like like, I love that you show up five minutes before the the film and you got your seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I would never want to go back to those days like I remember as a kid in like the 80s going to a theater and the show you wanted to get in was sold out so you bought mm-hmm. tickets for the next one and then you waited in a line until that show was over
0: right Yeah. yeah yeah I remember that like
1: that was a thing that people did and like You'd get pissed because people come out talking about the movie and like spoiling shit and you'd be like, motherfucker. But like (laughs) now you can just go and like show up five minutes before and you got your seat and it's great. There's definitely been improvements. I just think that theaters are dying.
0: They are. I think that whole experience is dying. Yeah. I mean, even you know the the more unique ones, like there's the NZN down here in Florida or Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's it's I don't know outlived its usefulness.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess I don't know.
1: Yep. See, everybody wanted fucking big screens on, at home, and then it killed an yep. industry. And they got and them. They we're like, but nobody's coming back, and it was like, whatever.
0: Well, I mean, like you said, what family can afford, you know, twenty bucks for a popcorn and a soda? Yep. Plus tip.
1: Yep. Oh, you had the tip for that? Oh, yeah, that's right. They get well; it's automatically included,
0: and then they have the nerve to have additional tip on the uh, the receipt that you (laughs) sign. I was like, no. So you never once came back to refill my drink.
1: So when do you sign Do you sign that like right away Like when they bring you your food No
0: they brought it about 10 minutes before the end of the movie
1: So if you had slipped out 10 minutes before Like you wouldn't have to pay
0: No because you give them your credit card When they take your order So it's already going through They're just looking for an extra tip Gotcha (laughs) So yeah there you have it Nice a successful return to the cinematic experience.
1: And then another 10-year gap before your next one?
0: And then another 10-year gap, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I mean, I honestly can't think of anything coming out this summer that I'm like, I'll go to the theater for that.
0: You're not going to go see Barbie? No.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to go see Haunted Mansion in the theater. I'm not going to go see Barbie
0: see haunted Haunted mansion i'm a little torn on because if it if the movie feels like the trailer i think it would be good on a big screen
1: Mm, possibly you know yeah possibly i don't know Uh, i it's just it's there's nothing that i can't wait for at this point right like like yep. i want to see oppenheimer but like i'm not going to rush to the theater to see it even though like chris nolan is like you need to see this movie with the explosion on a big screen it's like do i
0: yeah and i i do want to see that movie but i really don't need to see it on a big screen
1: right right so yeah i think this was it for the summer yeah which is fine. Like one really great experience is all I need to get me through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good times. Yep. Well, should we make this a an an Indiana Jones only podcast?
0: Uh, we could. Yeah. And then that way, we could replay it every year on Indy's birthday. <laughs>
1: I mean, we, we rarely do one subject
0: podcast for the entire for the right. entire
1: hour. So, you know, I'm just thinking. Works for me. OK. I mean, do you have any other thoughts on this movie? Is there anything else that stood out to you or that you really liked or didn't like? or?
0: Oh, uh, it just hit all the right notes for me. Yeah the callbacks, the cameos, Indy and the Nazis. I mean, it it was the perfect movie.
1: It was. It and it's it's interesting that it didn't happen under Spielberg. Right. And I don't know if it was just old hat at that point and he didn't really want to do an Indiana Jones film or he was trying too hard to recapture the past but like the fact that this was so right where Crystal Skull was so wrong just kind of boggles my mind that like Mm -hmm. Spielberg who hits it out of the park nine times out of ten failed in an Indiana Jones film Mm mm-hmm So yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I don't care what the critics say. If you're a fan of old school Indiana Jones films, you want to see one last hurrah, then
0: this is kind nope. of the way to go. Do it. it. Yep, go do it.
1: So, do you think one? Okay, so one last thing. Do you think? it was a story point for Harrison Ford or Indiana Jones not to carry a gun anymore.
0: Um, I don't know because I've seen that mentioned a few times that it's like, Oh, it's the new woke Indiana Jones. He doesn't shoot anybody. So I I I don't know. He
1: is killing fools like the, Oh yeah. When he's driving to, to get to the train. Um, they, there is like he's killing Nazis left and right like it's not like right. he's not killing anybody but it was mm-hmm. kind of odd like so is like hey I packed your stuff and it's the whip the bag and it's the coat the and the hat, hat. Right, no gun and I just didn't know if that was like if they were trying to be like Indiana Jones has changed or whether or not it was a thing of like 1969 could you still fly with a gun you know mm-hmm. it's, not okay. like, it's not like the 30s where he's just packing his bag and they're just putting it on a plane I right. don't know I don't know when all that shit came into being so I just thought it was a little odd because there's several things that you equate with Indiana Jones and a gun is one of them sure and maybe, maybe it's a gun violence thing I don't know but it's a l it was it was a little strange that that wasn't a part of the ensemble even if it was like an empty holster right I don't know I don't know it is what it is I guess All right, so I guess,
0: I guess. Go ahead. I guess the discussion about the gun goes back at least six months when they noticed uh, filming locations and Harrison in the full costume. Okay. That he does. He's not wearing the gulch, the uh, satchel anymore, or the holster.
1: See, now I'm trying to remember when he gets changed from his Nazi outfit into his adventure outfit on the train and the whole thing happens on the train, is he wearing a holster?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Only the bad guys have guns.
1: I mean, he couldn't have done a lot of the stuff that he did in the other movies without a gun.
0: True. But it was the late sixties.
1: All right. So there's a behind the scenes picture of Indy. And uh, Toby Jones after they jump off the bridge and he's in costume and he does not have a holster okay so maybe that was just a decision that was made for this movie of like mm-hmm. he's not going to be on
0: I did. I didn't miss it
1: I do but I do think that there are times where old Indiana Jones or like previous Indiana Jones would have used that gun um, against the Nazis. Like, yeah, like, cause that's always part of this thing. Like, you know, in Raiders, when he's talking to Marcus, and Marcus is like, you know, this is something that nobody's ever gone after before, and he talks about being a um, cautious person, He's that's the, the shot where he unrolls the gun and throws it into the bag. And so, like, it's always been that part of, like, shooting the, the swords guy and stuff. Right. You know, there's that whole gag in, in Temple of Doom where he's going to do that again, but he doesn't have his gun. And like each, each movie, I feel like has lessened
0: the gun. Right.
1: Because. By the time. By the time last crusade comes around like he's got no bullets in the gun on the beach. Like there's a shot of him opening his gun and there being no bullets. Um, and I can't remember because I've only seen crystal skull a couple of times. What right. they do for that, but maybe, maybe this was just the logical, like every movie is less of a firearms movie.
0: Oh, well, here you go. Here's the definitive answer. Okay. Uh, The Gun Control Act was uh, established in
1: 1968.
0: Okay. At which point you had to license a firearm and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's it. Maybe that by, you know, 1969, it wasn't like... Florida today where you can open carry without a permit
1: (laughs) and who knows if if Indiana Jones even still has a gun like he's old he's retired he's not thinking that he's going to go on another adventure
0: right Uh,
1: you know maybe it's just I don't know who knows yeah I mean
0: I, I didn't miss it
1: It's a little weird he doesn't have it in the past But you know whatever I guess it's okay
0: Well I mean maybe it was a very conscious decision Possibly You know I mean Look at what's happened in the world In the 12 years since Crystal Skull (laughs) Yeah But that's not how we want to end this No
1: (laughs) no no again it's definitely a a throwback to past movies it's it's a great summer blockbuster old blockbuster type film whether the the box office is reflecting it or not so definitely if you're a fan of Indiana Jones it's something to go watch
0: go see it go support it yep buy a (laughs) t-shirt you won't regret it buy
1: a hat yes run around punching Nazis because we (laughs) can still do that today
0: or just you know random German people
1: (laughs) I wouldn't go that far no No, okay because I'm a random German person eh I don't want to be you're
0: not German you're not German German
1: My family's from Germany. You're of
0: German descent. Well, yeah.
1: But even even German Germans don't like Nazis.
0: Well, yeah. (laughs) Even though they never spoke out against them. No. Yeah. So there you have it. Anyway. Anywho.
1: We'll be back to our multiple no segue ways next week. (laughs) Yes. Talking about other things. Um, many other things but until then if you want to get in touch with us you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com you can follow us on twitter youtube facebook all those good things and let us know you're listening so until next week this is chris this is john have a good week
0: did you know the wright brothers